Welcome to the So She Is podcast. I am your host, Katie Neary, and this podcast is your one-stop shop for all things manifestation, neuroscience, spiritual evolution, and how to tap into your infinite potential and live a life beyond your wildest dreams. I know that you clicking play today is no accident, and I am so grateful for you being here. With that said, let's get this party started. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to So She Is. I am so grateful for you being here today and for the amazing guests that we have on this episode. It is such a true honor. But before we jump into talking about the guests or even the interview itself, I just had the most embarrassing thing happen to me. So this is my second take at recording this intro. During my first take, All of a sudden, my good old phone started buzzing and I figured it was my mom or my sister or someone I talk to often. And so I just picked the phone up so it didn't disrupt like the sound or it didn't make the microphone buzz. And in doing that, I'm going to blame these long fake nails that I just got for the first time. And I must have hit the green button and answered this call. And... It wasn't until I was halfway through recording this intro that I turn over the phone and I see that I hit answer and that it is not my mom or my sister. It is Merrill Lynch, my investing banker, um, the person I invest money with, doing a quarterly check-in. Now, as soon as I see this, I hang up. I'm not sure why he didn't hang up when he was hearing the whole intro, but he stuck around. I hung up. And then I ran away (laughs) to Curly uh, to tell her what had just happened. But the crazy thing is, he didn't call back. And I didn't call back. I'm I'm feeling quite quite silly and embarrassed. But he didn't even call back. So I'll let you guys know if he ever does. If you stick around for the end, I'm just going to... I could play like the whole tape or whatever. It's, <laughs> I have all my micro, I did not turn my microphone off. So it caught me like running out of the room. Like, oh my God, I just did a podcast intro with my banker. <laughs> but with anyways, going to today's episode. Today we have D- a DJ, producer and musician named Equanimous. He is so much more than that. He is like pure white light. He was incredible to talk to. I am a huge fan and I was, I was nervous to interview him, but once we got on the Zoom, all the nerves went away and it just felt so right, so perfect. And I'm so excited to share his wisdom, his magic, like his intellect. We talk about music and its healing powers. We talk about the importance of eating organic, wearing organic clothes, and just different theories behind organic and non-organic and major grocery chain stores, like conspiracy theories I've never heard of that now I can't stop thinking about. We also talk about NFTs and what they are and what he's creating with that because I don't really understand NFTs completely, but after this conversation, I do have a way better idea and can conceptualize it in a just like an easier way because it sometimes seems like a barrier to entry is that NFT language. I am just so excited to share this episode with you guys and for you to experience his magic. I hope you all follow him on Instagram after this or mainly go check out his Spotify because his music has literally changed my life and it is so magical and it is so... Mm, I just don't even know the words I can use because 
it's for you to experience and it's a feeling that it gives you more than like a descriptive adjective like it's such it just hits a different part of your soul and so if you want to experience that I play Equanimous at almost every event at So We Are which is happening every Sunday in July and the next one being July 10th if you want to come you can use code so she is at checkout and get 10% off your ticket price because I love this podcast community and I want to see all your faces and meet you all so use code so she is at checkout for the any of the upcoming So We Are events. I'm so excited to see you all there. And without further ado, here is Equanimous. Hello, Equanimous. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you for having me on this uh, podcast. Yeah, I'm so excited for you to be here. And for those who may have, I don't know how they wouldn't have known you because I feel like you are on every single title in on Spotify, like any soul rising song. Like I feel like one of my friends was saying, Oh, I don't know who that is. And I was like, how do you not know who that is? He's on every single one of your background musics on your story. Cause they do like open and it says your name first and then soul rising. I said, Oh my gosh, I had no idea. And so for those of you who maybe are in that boat, could you just dive into a little bit of who you are, what you do? And yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm equanimous. Um, I make music, Um, I produce music, I DJ, I tour. Um, I also run a record label called High Vibe Records. And um, this year specifically, I've really focused on a lot of collaborations. Um, And I think that's what kind of you're bringing up is that I'm on a lot of tracks and it's true. I I definitely am on a lot of tracks in that like high vibe yoga genre. Um, And that's my thing, that's what I do. (laughs) And how did you get into that? Like, I would love to just start with your spiritual journey because I feel like you're in spiritual music. You're in, um, just such a unique and creative place. And it really serves a lot of people like the high vibe yoga, like the Mm -hmm. ecstatic dance that I do. And so I'd love to know, or if you just took us a little on your evolution and how I'm assuming your name is has not always been equanimous no so how you went from who I mean, you my, were right my real name's nate nate okay yeah. i think i thought it was nate so <laughs> yeah, going from nate to equanimous yeah what's that path um, look like yeah so long path i mean i grew up um very very early age playing drums like when i was one or two just like taking sticks banging on trees that kind of thing my parents exposed me to music at a very early age I was really into um, Paul Simon Graceland was like my big uh, album that I was into as a very little child. Um, and, you know, that album's very happy. If you haven't heard it, it's, it's very happy and um, worldly and it's beautiful. Um, and, you know, from there, I was in different like rock bands growing up and definitely was more into emo music. And at that time, I would never admit that I was into emo music, but I was. And um, that kind of led into my college years where I started getting more into electronic music. And I was kind of surrounded by people who were more on the radio and that kind of vibe, pop music, definitely more in drinking culture. Um, I was in a fraternity. I left that whole scene um, through my, you know, love of self evolution you could say (laughs) um 
and just realized that like, you know, drinking, partying, numbing wasn't as much for me and that I'm more associated with, you know, getting off on these blissful experiences where I was, you know, like high on life. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, whether that be through meditations or psychedelics or whatever. And um, yeah, so from that, I kind of left this pop alcohol-based scene um, and really spent many years healing and, um, you know, doing different ceremonial work, self-help programs, things like this. I did a lot of it. So much so actually that I feel like I didn't focus as much on music, but I did get to self-evolve. And so from that place of awareness and consciousness, when, you know, my time was, when I, when I knew it was my time, I kind of left my other projects. I had been doing a bunch of other projects and musical projects and different things and really focused in on Equanimous. And Equanimous is kind of like a mixture of everything. It's the dance, it's the organic sounds, it's the pretty melodies, um, all under the kind of genre of what I would say is high vibe or blissful bass. Um, and yeah, my, my goal shifted now, you know, the slogan I say is um, bringing the party to consciousness and consciousness to the party. And, and that balance is really where I, um, where I like to reside. And, and the main reason is because I did do so much healing work, um, you know, going into my past, just healing what I needed to, that now I find that the most, that the strongest healing for me, I suppose, is joy and celebration. And so I try to embody that in my music. Yeah. And as soon as you said the word joy, I could hear uh, words of wisdom, that song playing in my head, which is true. Your music does bring me and so many others literally so much joy. So thank Thank you for that. Um, Just curious about that turning point, because I feel like so many people um, find themselves in that scene of alcohol, of fraternity life or sorority life or things of that nature. I was a college athlete, so I had it's similar, but different. What? What did you play? I played softball. Oh, nice. Yeah. I dated a softball player in college. So I was always going to the games and stuff. Was she pretty cool? (laughs) She was cool. Yeah. I feel like softball players are just like all around cool. (laughs) She's still a friend. She actually is in the music industry. She gave me some good advice recently. She's a good person. Oh, that's awesome. I love that. Mm -hmm. Um, Going back to just that, that realm that you can be in when you're, when you're, high stress or there's so much going on, but there's so much party and what college is supposed to be like, and people really fall into that rabbit hole. And so was there like a rock bottom per se, like in this pop world, in this alcohol world, or was it just like, you know what, I gotta go. Yeah, definitely. Um, I made a song in college called thank that drink that people really liked. And it was on the radio a little bit. And, you know, I mean, it wasn't something I'm like super proud of. It was supposed to be like a joke, like a funny joke, but, and, and people liked it, but I think they were taking it too seriously. And I was just like, this is not the vibe. And, and that summer I was actually interning at Jimmy Fallon. I was the, um, I think I was going into my senior year of college and I was, um, that summer I was interning for Jimmy Fallon and I was the, the roots assistant. So like, or they're like not assistant, but like they're 
get food for them and go right and when they were like guests you know like the black keys would come in or you know jada pinkett smith who different people came in bruno mars came in and he performed there and i met him like all these people i met and i would like go and get them like a hot dog from across town or something and it was just like <laughs> it was you know i was supposed to be like oh my god i get to get a hot dog for whoever you know but it was not my vibe it felt like a little bit like you know it just wasn't my vibe I didn't really like um having to do tasks like that for people I liked you know my ego like being around famous people was really awesome I met so many cool really nice famous people too but just like it felt weird for me to be doing that and so that in combination with like the whole pop world I felt like I was following this path of kind of not being authentic it just wasn't it's like it wasn't my vibe and so I quit after six weeks I quit the internship everyone's like what are you doing this is such a good internship I just I quit and I went back to my school where I was going Syracuse U University I went up there early before um the the year started the semester started and I spent a month making an album that had no electronic sounds in it and I was like I don't care the drums have to be everything like it can't be electronic now that like looking back on it that was me going like way far out from where I truly feel like I want to be um but it was a good it was a good experiment and I was convinced I was like this album is going to make me huge and I was completely <laughs> wrong of course um but that I would say was the moment where I kind of like woke up from the path that I was on. And then from there, different experiences just naturally happened. Um, like I, you know, had different awakening experiences. I was introduced to the book, The Power of Now, mm. you know, which, which was at the time very impactful for me. And, um, and, and so that was kind of like the, the, low point I would say um and then from there is when I started to evolve but it's like everything is in steps you know still that whole year I like ate like shit you know can I swear I swear Oops. oh yeah, yeah. Um, I swear okay. all the time <laughs> okay, well, <I'll> <laughs> anyways so I, I didn't eat very well um and like it wasn't until a year later where I like actually understood food you know and so and from there, it's like, everything's just been up level. You know, now I only eat organic food. I only wear 100% organic clothing. When I travel, I bring my own pillowcases so that my head only touches organic material. You know, I'm, I'm pretty like tight about this stuff. Like, I'm not, I'm not for the saying everything in moderation. I think that is a really stupid saying. <laughs> You're just all in. <laughs> Yeah, it's not, it doesn't make any sense. That whole saying, I could debunk it in many ways, but I understand the vibe behind it. Mm -hmm. Like live a little like that, but like then you, I think there's better ways to say that. Anyways, um, so maybe not stupid. I don't know if stupid is the right word for, for that saying, but I'm not a fan of that saying, we'll put it that way. Um, right. and, and, you know, I do now kind of like aim to be a model for, um, showing that like you can live this lifestyle and you can have you know like like no one like drinks extremely dirty water in moderation you know what i mean it's right. so like why would you put poison in your body so it just in terms of like pesticides and that kind of thing so so that's how i've kind of like over the years grown in that space um 
And uh, yeah, you know, that's, that's, that's pretty much been my path. I can say that, you know, I know a lot of people in the spiritual community are really, really focused on medicine work. And um, that is something that I definitely, definitely was very impactful in my path, but it's also something that I, I haven't done for a while. Um, just because I'm more focused on my music and my career at the moment. Totally. Yeah. I have a whole section on my little notes about like high vibe eats and your little Instagram series yeah. and all the food and how you live your life. But I want to backtrack to when you sure. quit because so yeah. many people, if they had a job at Jimmy, Jimmy Fallon would tough it out, would do it for the resume, would do it yeah. for um, just their ego. Like that sounds, my ego wants to be like, go getting hot dogs for Jimmy Fallon, but I also would have been in the same position and probably quit six weeks in because yeah. that's not aligned for me either. Um, and so have you always been able to just say I'm out or um, was that yeah. like an initiation or? It, it felt less about being like, I'm out and more about being like, I'm into this other thing. Like, it, oh. you know, it was like, go spend a month in the woods by yourself and make an album, dope. Why, like I was weighing that or get hot dogs for a famous person. Right. And, you know, I, the choice was very obvious to me. And there was something also like that I, cause in my, I, of course, like I wasn't as aware of my ego at the time then anyways. So even at that time, there was a part of my ego that's like, I'm a badass for doing this. Like, look at me, like I'm the coolest person. I quit Jimmy Fallon, you know? So that was an aspect of, well, that actually did help me quit. And I believe that's, you know, an okay, healthy way to use your ego, where you use it in, a, where you're working with it in a way that's leading you to what you desire, um, as long as it's not hurting anybody. Totally agree. Okay, let's jump into the food, to organic, to everything, because you are an inspiration to me. I, I'd like <laughs> to say that I don't live by the sign or the saying of like, everything in moderation, but I can say that I could be so much better in regards to like living organic. I actually went to school in Ohio first and like I went and had some friends who were farmers or whatever in that scene. And they let me know like nothing's actually organic because of the way the water drains. So then that was like a little discouraging and also something that I never, so then I like remember being weird about the word organic. Yeah. So could you just clarify any yeah. organic Sure. So I disagree with that. I understand that philosophy that, you know, because our soil has had so much pesticides in it, that the glyphosate goes up into the air, you know, that's the theory, right? It goes like up into the air. And when it rains, it's actually containing pesticides in it. And I, I understand that philosophy. And that to me doesn't feel like something we can control besides the obvious can, you know, like taking care of the planet, but because there are so, so, so much corruptness in the food, um, which goes all the way back to Nazi Germany, honestly, which we can talk about if you'd like, but, um, yeah. um, you know, essentially, um, you know, Monsanto Bay or Aldi, whatever it is, th these big corporations that are, you know, um, contributing to basically like the disease in our planet, which is from pesticides. And, you know, a lot of um, the pesticides actually came from the same, from Bayer, right? The same 
company and, and people that made the gases in Nazi Germany. So there's a theory, I'm not saying I agree with this, but there's a, a theory out there that, you know, after they were killing the Jews, basically, and um, poisoning people with poison, they just shifted. So instead of, instead of like, they didn't stop, they just shifted and they took the poison and they put it on all of the food. Mm -hmm. And so that's, a theory I'm not going to say if I agree with it or not but I do agree but I don't know I'm not gonna say <laughs> um, anyway the um so yeah so I understand the argument that there's everywhere that there's okay great whatever put putting that aside not great but putting that aside um I do feel that eating organic all the time is very important right because there are pesticides that are contaminating the human system um, being in the soil, being in the food that's grown, and then people eating it, and it's messing with their systems. It's causing gut issues, a lot of issues. Um, so, and also I do want to say that like everybody's different, right? Like some bodies can handle that stuff. You know, I'm not really sure if mine can, to be honest, it, maybe it can. I just don't want to do it. I don't want to take the risk. It doesn't also, it doesn't feel like a good thing for me to support. I don't want to give money to a company that's doing that. It's, right. it's, it's literally hurting the planet. Um, so I honestly, I forgot what the original question was you just asked, but that's, um, you know, that's, I would say like, I would still care. I still care about that stuff. You know, totally. I think it's very important. I think um, be careful when you see the non-GMO sticker, because oftentimes people think the non-GMO sticker means that there's not pesticides on it, but it is irrelevant, completely irrelevant. In fact, oftentimes companies will have the non-GMO sticker that um, don't, that do have pesticides. Um, so when I see the non-GMO sticker, it means nothing to me. Um, fact, even if it says organic or oh, if it says organic, if it says organic, okay. it's automatically non-GMO. Okay. So, so just always look for the organic. If you're buying fruit and you don't see a sticker, make sure the number, there's like a serial number, make sure it starts with a nine or a six or an eight, oh. six fair trade, um, nine and eight are both organic. And usually you'll see like a two or a four, which means not organic. Not organic. Um, yeah. And it, there's, you, look, there's lots of different arguments in it. Like there's the whole thing about organic clothes too. Like people don't realize this, but when they're wearing polyester, that's just gasoline. Like that's literally petroleum. So if you're, if you're in any type of environmentalist at all, and you don't want to support big oil, you should never, ever, ever wear polyester. It doesn't make any sense. You're literally giving people money to, to make oil out of clothes, essentially petroleum, you know, and not all polyester is made of petroleum, but like 99 point whatever, like a very high percentage is. Um, so for me, I only wear organic clothing. Like even cotton can have pesticides on it. Most cotton does. But when you have organic cotton or organic hemp or linen, or like there are some places in like Bali or, you know, like different places in Indonesia or Thailand that don't have an organic certification, but they're still organic. You know, that, that stuff is like, feels fine to me. Um, but I just make sure because we have pores on our skin everywhere. Mm. And so if someone is wearing something made of petroleum, it's to me, to me, it's like taking oil and pouring it on your skin at a very, very, very light dose. Right. And so like, if you have an awareness of that, I feel like you probably wouldn't do it. Now, most people, even if they hear what I'm saying, 
I would guess are probably going to still do it because they're not willing to make that change. And because they're not, they'll be like, Oh, whatever. Like, I don't don't feel that way. Right. And that's fine. I'm not like trying to shame anyone. I just want people to know what choices they're making. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so if someone wanted to make the switch or like, it's a big switch to make. And yeah. And they feel it's like no in their joke. core. It, I mean, even like you're going out to a lunch with your friends. Like when I go, I, I don't go to lunch. I don't go out to eat unless I call the, I go out to lunch all the time, but I don't go out to eat unless I call the place in advance. And I say, Hey, is your food organic? Or is there some kind of meal I can get that's going to be all organic. And if, if I have a big friend group and they're like, Hey, we're all going to this place. I just won't eat or I'll get food beforehand or whatever. Mm. So it's like, that's a big thing, you know? Right. And so with, and are restaurants pretty like open to like giving you the truth? Have you seen? Oh, or every like- restaurant. Yeah. Mostly restaurants will give you the truth. There's been a couple of times where they haven't, but most times they will. Sometimes they don't know if they don't know it's usually not organic. Um, <laughs> most restaurants are not organic, unfortunately. And, you know, luckily I live in a pocket of California where like there are plenty of organic restaurants. California is great about it. Um, there are different pockets, you know, like you go to Asheville, North Carolina, fantastic. You know, there's plenty of places in Austin, Texas. There's plenty of places in um, different pockets of Colorado, you know, or, you know, these like kind of more conscious towns. Um, but like, you know, there isn't a restaurant in Kentucky that I'm aware of that's organic, you know, there might be, but like, I just played a show in Kentucky and I had to make sure like that I went to the grocery store beforehand and that the festival that I played had a a fridge and a kitchen where I could cook the food, you know? So it takes a lot of thinking in advance. Um, I've just gotten used to it by now, but again, it's like, what's, you know, one of the things that might be driving that is also my ego being like, I am high vibe, like look at my body. It's healthy. It's, you know, whatever. Um, So it's, it's definitely a big change. And what about the clothes? Is there specific stores or do you just oh, have yeah. to like There's, Google? Like- yeah, it's all, I mean, mostly you're going to get it either like a conscious festival is a great place to shop, but those prices will be a little higher or there's so many, so many organic stores online. I mean, you could fill a whole, whole wardrobe for pretty much any human on Etsy. Alone. <laughs> That's all organic, you know? Um, Raw Organic is a company that I love. I will say that there's only one pair of underwear, oh. one brand. In the, there's only one brand I found. There's some hemp brands. and get, There's only one brand that I found that are 100% organic. There's some like Pact is like nine. I really like Pact. They're really great. They're like, they're so sweet. I ordered like 20 different like boxers from them and, um, and thinking it was all organic. And I saw it was like 95% organic and 5% elastane. And so I messaged him. I was like, hey, I can't, this isn't aligned. I can't do this. I'm really sorry. Your stuff is great. What do you want me to do? And they were like, you know what? Just keep it, give them away. And I was like, wow. So I gave them away to a bunch of people. But there, there is one brand that's 100% organic. I honestly forget what it is, but it's, it, it's, um, it's like, it comes from this website, like eco-friendly something. I don't even remember. Anyways, it's such a specific thing. For the most part though, yeah, online is the way to go. That is like, I'm just kind of like blown away and it's making, I want to like go look at every tag and I'm sure I'm just covered in oil. I know my girlfriend's going through a whole thing right now. She's like, ah, I can't wear this and this. I'm like, you can wear whatever you want, babe. But she's like, yeah, but it's got, but now she's like, now I know. I, it's like the worst like, when you just like, you just know and you can't unknow and I'm someone that cares. And like, that is such a, 
you know, I just, I get it. Right. And like, look, there's a, like, there's one jacket that I have that's not organic. That's like, maybe I'll wear it once every few months, like, cause it's flashy and fun. You know what I mean? So that's my, like everything in moderation is, is like, that's like my special treat is like wearing a non-organic jacket once every few months. (laughs) I love that. And so let's say someone's listening to this, feeling inspired by what they just heard. Um, going all in doesn't feel like either aligned, like I can't just throw away my closet and go buy a whole new one no. like financially or whatever. And let's, we could go food or clothes. Yeah. What's just like one piece of advice that you'd say, if you're doing this, don't do this. Or if you're not doing this, do this, yeah. whichever so way you with, want to take it. With clothes, I would say like, it's way easier. So I'll start with clothes. It's way easier to eliminate certain things than it is to go fully organic because there's plenty of non-organic cotton out there you know what I mean um and it's also like it's up to you look like take it in steps you know like don't throw away I mean if if you have look if you have the abundance and the money go for it throw away everything and get or not throw away but like gift everything you know and then and then get a full new wardrobe okay um most people can't do that I would say so it takes time, you know, like I, it took time for me. It took, you know, it it took years for both food and and clothes to get this way. Um, I would say start with pillowcases. That's probably the most important thing Mm. to start with is to have organic pillowcases because that's, that's going like directly into your skin and into your pores. So getting organic pillowcases, I would say is the most important thing, Um, especially like to your brain. As far as food goes, I would say, I mean, that's a whole journey. I would say like, even before you go fully organic, make sure you're eliminating certain foods. So like, you know, any of the coloring, no corn syrup, no dextrose, no maltodextrin, no high fructose corn syrup, like, you know, anything that's like, when I say coloring, I mean like red 40, blue one, all that, like, um, you know, anything that's definitely, definitely no, like I don't eat dairy, I eat meat, but I don't eat dairy. Um, only organic meat. I would say like, if you're going to eat meat or dairy, make sure that it's organic. Like that's, that's the most important, right? Cause you don't want an animal with antibiotics and all this shit in them to be in your system. You just don't want that. I would assume you don't want that. Right. Um, I don't eat, you know, the, the things that I like never eat is pig because I have my own philosophy and beliefs on that, which is, you know, I feel like a pig kind of emits genuine fear when they die and that fear goes into Mm. their organs. And it's just sad to me. And I wouldn't want it to me. It's like eating fear. I just, whether that's crazy or not, that's how I view it. Um, Dairy, I don't eat because it's not good for my system. I don't think it's good for most human systems. I feel like most men shouldn't eat dairy. There's no reason to ever eat dairy or like lots of soy as a male, as a woman, there are different reasons why it, it could be supportive, but um, I personally, I don't eat dairy ever. Um, but if I were to, if I someone forced me to, which I really would not like, I would make sure it's organic. So I would say like the first steps in food is eliminating, you know, the main, basically corn sugars, right? Corn sugars is like really highly condensed sugar. So like high fructose corn syrup, corn syrup, dextrose, maltodextrin. Now, sometimes it'll say like organic dextrose. I still don't mess with that. Um, 
And I would just be careful about like certain companies. Like I would never ever shop at Trader Joe's. Like their stuff is so deceiving. <laughs> that is so cool. I other... love Trader Joe's. <laughs> oh my God. I Trader Joe's is like the worst in my opinion. Like, I don't think there's a worse food company than Trader Joe's in terms of grocery stores. And the main reason is because they're deceiving. Like if you look at their, like I literally someone, I was at a gathering um, a couple of weeks ago and someone brought over um, organic crack organic non-bread crackers from Trader Joe's. And I looked at the ingredients and in the organic non-bread crackers consist of non-organic dairy. And so like that energy of being really deceitful, like at least Safeway is like, no, we've got our totally unhealthy stuff. And then we've got an organic session. Trader Joe's is literally pitching themselves as like a cheap, healthy alternative. And it's terrible. A lot of their stuff that is organic isn't, isn't even coming through the USDA organic. It's coming through an organic certification process through China where it's not actually organic. It's really, really bad. Um, also, they're like in that whole Aldi system where it's arguably an extension of Nazi Germany. But again, that's like not something that I'm going to come on here and say. I'm just going to say there are theories about that. Um, so for me, Trader Joe's is the worst. Um, I would put like kind of like they're the worst of the worst is Trader Joe's. I would say after Trader Joe's, you've got like, you know, your Safeway, your like Walmart, like those types of things were like, they're not good, but like you can find some organic stuff there. Mm -hmm. Right. Then above that, I would say like the next level is like, you know, like grocery outlet, sprouts, whole foods, um, sprouts, I would put ahead of whole foods because like, for example, whole foods, if you go ever get like their to go to their like cold or hot food bar, none of that's organic, none of it, but they do have organic food there, you know, which is yeah. good. And yeah. so like, I appreciate Whole Foods because Whole Foods is like, and same thing with like Sprouts, they're, they're going to, you know, communities where you can't normally get organic food and, and providing it there. So I appreciate that about them, you know? And then after that, you've got your like health food stores, right? Like your, your Jimbo's, your Air One, you know, Lassen's, depending on where you are, there's, you know, a health, a, like a co-op, is really good like and that's where i try to shop only is at those places if i'm in the middle of the country and i have to go to a whole foods i will but um or a sprouts um or like a natural grocers i would put in the same thing as like a sprouts or whatever but um yeah mainly i, I try to go to you know wherever the co-op is or or something like that the health food store so with that, and like speaking about how you went to Kentucky and going on tour, you are kind of in the middle of a tour, right? Or you're on a break? Yeah, I'm on a little break. I mean, I I am on a, a break right now. I, I'm actually going to, um, so I don't know when this is getting aired, but um, I'm playing, a, I'm playing a, this is actually something that's, I still haven't fully like processed in my system, which I'll talk about in a second. Maybe it would be good for me to share, but I'm playing on Friday, um, July 1st in Santa Barbara. I'm playing um, a, a launch party for a, a, my friend's rosé company called Vibe Rosé, V-Y-B in Santa Barbara, um, which I'll talk about in a second. But then after that, um, yeah, I do start going on tour July 15th and it's about, uh, about a two month tour where I'm going to hit Northern Nights, uh, which is a music festival up north. I'm going to Spain. I'm playing a couple shows in Hawaii. I'm going to Asheville. I'm going to playing a festival in Pennsylvania and Ithaca, New York. Um, so that's a more extensive tour. Um, 
but yeah, the the event that I was speaking of on Friday, which again, this could have aired, like I'm assuming this probably will air after it, but um, the the event is for my friend's company that I've invested in called Vibe Rosé. And it's he, he's an amazing person. I love him. And um, normally I'm like, I wouldn't ever invest in an alcohol company. That's not right. something that I really, you know, I'm not a big alcohol guy. Um, at the same time, the mission is for this to be an organic rosé. So although it's not currently, it's going to shift into that. And so I kind of like the vibe of that awareness, which makes me want to support them, even though I'm not a big supporter of alcohol. So that's just something that I've been processing in my system. And yeah, it's kind of like the two versions of yourselves coming together. And it is in a way. way. Yeah. And, and it's fun. It's, you know, it's, it's fun. I just, I want to like, I feel very committed to like making sure that this, you know, vibe rosé really does become fully organic, you know, which yeah. he's in the process of doing. He's a great man. Brent Pella um, is a comedian, my best friend. So um, it feels good to be on a project with him as well. That's awesome. I'm excited to try it because I, yeah. I'm a big, I do really appreciate like a good wine or. Yeah. And, so if you, and wine's good. Wine can be good for your, for your system, you know, like a little bit of tequila, I know can be good for you depending on the situation. So, you know, that's, that's something that I'm like still, you know, being someone that really doesn't drink, that's, that's something that I'm like developing a relationship with, you could say, in a healthy way. Cool. So the tour, yes, tour. that you listened yes. sound pretty friendly to your lifestyle, but I, you just said you were in Kentucky. I was in so Kentucky last week. Yeah. What do you like notice a lot of difference in the crowds that show up or in, in yeah. the region and how it goes? Cause you said Kentucky, yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> Yes. And I notice it very much, even in like Austin, like where I go, like people's bodies are different. Mm. They're just different. Like the, I guarantee you the, and I'm not talking about like that their body structures are different. You know, some people are just like naturally bigger boned and they look bigger. Mm. I'm talking about like obesity. Like there is so much obesity where I, where I was in Kentucky comparatively to like say California. And I don't blame them because there's not as much organic options and that's not as important. You know, um, there are different, it's a very privileged thing to even talk about mm -hmm. eating organic when a lot of the country is not concerned about what they're going to eat. They're concerned about if they're going to eat. You know, so I'm very aware of this and I, I'm very aware that I come from this, you know, very privileged philosophy of even being, I mean, it costs a lot of money. You know, I spend, I don't know, but I, at least a couple of, you know, three or $4,000 a month on food, you know, like, because I buy herbs and supplements and stuff like that. Like, you know, we spend a lot of money. I guess that'd be for two people, but we spend at least a couple thousand dollars a month on food, you know, mm -hmm. somewhere in the two to five range for both of us, maybe even more, maybe even closer, you know, I don't know. Um, so a lot of people don't even have that to be able to spend on food, nor if they did, would it be a priority? You know, food is my biggest priority it, or it all, always has been. So um, I, I imagine that's like a thing, even in Texas, where I was like in Austin, um, there were organic options, but people still didn't care as much. You know, um, so it really depends, like you come to California, everyone's skinny and healthy and running, the weather's nicer, you know, you, 
like, so you can get out more. Um, it's yeah, just I kind of have like a theory that I pictured when you were talking and, yeah. um, like, if you think about like California or something, it's very open-minded in a lot of different ways. It's very mm-hmm. open to a lot of different things. Whereas in some of those places, like thinking Kentucky and Midwest specifically, like that's a place where so much is shoved down, like spiritually it, with it. Like there's so much less that's accepted that right. you're forced they're to just behind. Down. Like they're just moving slower. It's a slower pace. That's, what yeah. I will say though, is like the people in Kentucky that I've met at least, have have this like southern hospitality kindness that the majority of people in New York City don't have or in California oh, yeah. you know what I mean so like there there's certain qualities that I feel like California almost has lost a little bit you know in terms of just genuine kindness oh, that 100%. some of these other states do have so it's I know there's so many different like uh, because they are like when I was living in Ohio people were so nice and they like like, genuinely care about you yeah is that where you're from Ohio uh, no I just went to school there for two years oh you did um and so they genuinely care about you and they want you to feel good whereas like I think like maybe these other places like us were maybe a little bit more self-centered of like I feel good I don't know it's so, in- I just wondered like what going on yeah. tour was like seeing different crowds, interacting with different people. Um, well, also the, you know, the tight, the thing about the crowds that I play for is that a lot of them are in this movement, right? So even in Kentucky, right. there were people that, um, you know, I mean, these beautiful people at this festival called Plaything in Kentucky. And um, I think the difference, is the, the people are similar. I think the difference is like, in Kentucky, the people who are there feel like they're more on the outskirts mm-hmm. rather than like in California, it's totally, or just pockets of California, like it's totally the norm right. to go and do yoga every day. Yeah. You know, <laughs> totally. Like that's like the lowest of like the norm. Right. Like that's, that's like, like, you're not yeah, doing like, that. You do yoga every day? Right. <laughs> but, um, so, you know, the it's every place is different and they're growing and there's different people and every, and, you know, of course there's obese people in California, you know what I mean? There's different, there's different things in all these different places. Yeah. I want to switch a little bit just to music because I heard on your, another podcast, um, it was Stephanie Bellinger's podcast. Yeah. And that's actually how I found you because I worked with her a little bit and oh, she fun. sent me cellular upgrade. And then I went on the deep dive, like in 2020. And then, yeah. so for two years, it's just been you and me and Spotify. But I love that. Thank you. when I was listening yeah. to your, or when I was listening to that podcast, she, yeah. you talked about this, the way you made um, a sound and you wore the backpack. And I just like, oh, me and my yeah. fiance listened to it together. Cause I was like, help me think of like, just like where to go with this. Yeah. And she was like, more on that like I want to know everything about that I was like okay let's do about it. that bass sound the bass sound where you wore the backpack for the vibration and all like- yeah I've got um yeah I have a I have so sub packs actually sponsor mine I they have these like um these it's like it vibrates your your back to the bass and it was actually cool a company called Soundbed in Austin I got to test it out on a full bed and I made a custom track for the bed using this bass sound, which was so cool because it like vibrated the whole body and it was a huge success. It went very well. Um, 
but yeah, this this bass sound, I guess we talk about, it is in the majority of my music um, in that, you know, I've used it. I guess a lot of the collaborations it's not, but so maybe not the majority, but a good amount of my music. Um, there's this like wavy bass tone that's underneath all of the bass. And, and I did that. Um, I did that. Well, I didn't know I was going to do that, but <laughs> I was making this bass tone and like tweaking everything until I was like, all right, this is the vibe, you know, like I could just sit and bathe in this. And so I felt like having that, um, having that uh, like bass synth in the, in the very low register would be a good kind of like home base for home base for um, the bass that I use in songs. So oftentimes I'll have different bass sounds in songs, but I'll layer it with, a, with that low tone that I've kind of built out and um, I still, you know, like I still think it's so good, honestly, this tone. And if you hear it on itself, it's like pretty low. It's not, you know, it, it's not, you know, like on the frequency spectrum, like it's, it's pretty much just everything about like 300 Hertz and lower, mm -hmm. um, which 300 Hertz is definitely still audible. I mean, like you can still hear it for sure, but there's nothing in that higher register. So it's kind of like a, you know, it sounds almost like muted. And didn't you say something like you impacted it or not impacted it? Like yeah. it was like with the intention of like emotion. Yeah. So I did it with the intention to, um, to feel the best. And yeah. so like, like I was, I first put myself in a state where I was able to create that, like a really good feeling state. And then I wanted to match up that vibration and frequency with the frequency of the bass. So I knew that if I was feeling good in a feel good state already, this bass would be like, even though it's low tone, high, it would be high vibe. Right. And, and uh, yeah, so that's what the intention was behind making that bass sound. Yeah, that's just so awesome. And I think you can feel it. And when I put your music in like my ecstatic dance and my discos, like it just, it's typically in the grounding section or in the like closing meditation, or sure. there's a little bit of a meditation in the middle. Cause I like structure the playlist on Spotify and, um, like create it to mock the nervous system. So we start very, very grounded. Then we go up and we have so much fun, blah, 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 blah. Then we immediately go, not immediately, but like it's a fast slowdown. Yeah to then feel kind of like yoga where you feel like all the heat you generated. And like, there tends to be a lot of emotion that come up in that middle part because mm -hmm. you're moving and you're just allowing things to yeah. flow freely. And then we pick back up and it's more heart opening and then it closes. And I just thank you for your music for contributing to that. <laughs> thank you for using it and spreading the vibe. Yeah, of course. So I have like two more things that I definitely want to hit because yeah, I just I saw that you posted so I don't know how much you can talk about it but like that yeah, yeah. you are doing something with an nft now yeah. nft is a little bit scary to me like it's not scary it's just like a little bit like what 
And so for someone, like if we could go NFT for dummies slash how yeah, you're yeah. incorporating it, sure, I would love if you talked about it. Yeah, so an NFT, non-fungible token, it basically is like, it's just a contract that's, that's um, it's, a, it's a contract that can execute things for you that's stored on a ledger, basically that's stored on a system of a bunch of computers. And because there's so many computers, it's like safe and stored and secure and it, it's forever. Mm-hmm. It's like, think about it as like a painting where you're using permanent marker that you actually can't take off. <laughs> and that, per- well, I don't know if that's the best analogy, but um, there's a lot of benefits to NFTs and I'm not gonna talk about them all, but I will talk about one um, that has to do with the project that I'm doing. Um, and I haven't, um, it's not live yet, so I I can talk about it. It's not live. So at the, in this current moment, or maybe it will be live when this is live. I don't know, but right now you can't actually purchase any of these NFTs yet, but, um, I'm doing an NFT and this is the first time I've shared about it publicly actually, but I'm fine to do it. It feels aligned. Um, I'm doing uh, an NFT project of 111 NFTs. And each NFT symbolizes a song, an unfinished song. And um, each song is going to be with a different collaborator. And when you purchase the NFT, you won't know who the collaborator is, nor, uh, I don't think at least, (laughs) nor will you know um, what the final song is gonna sound like. You're only gonna be able to hear a little snippet of the song Mm. and, and if you own the NFT, you actually will be able to get royalties from that song. Oh. And so the thing about an NFT is that you can program it so that whoever, whatever account has that NFT, the royalties just automatically go into that account. And then someone could then sell that NFT if they would like. And then that person, whoever has the NFT would be able to collect the royalties. So this is one way of using an NFT. Another way is like, you know, we did at High Vibe Fest, if you had a um, a Friendly Panda NFT, which was a company we were working with, if you have a Friendly Panda NFT, you can use that NFT as a ticket to get into the event and you don't have to buy a festival ticket. So there's like perks and it's like a club ticket almost like, you know, so different, NFTs do different things like this. I just gave two examples. A third example is it's just cool and it looks cool like a sports trading card. And then the cool thing about it though is you can resell it. So there's no way to, to there's no fraud possible because it's on a ledger, right? It's not like you can, it's, it's not like you can repaint a painting and be like, hey, here's the original because the original is the original and it's, it's on a ledger on, you know, it's basically online. Um, verified as this is the original piece, which you can there then sell and just send that piece of data to someone else, if that makes sense. So is it on an app or just like a website? Is everybody on the same? Because it's, so it's, was... it's like the same as Bitcoin. It's on a ledger, oh, okay. you know, or like Ethereum or whatever, but it's on a different one. So like it could be on the Ethereum network. It could be in Solana. There's different uh, places you can have NFTs. Um, and then there are different websites and apps like OpenSea or, you know, you can buy, OpenSea is a marketplace for NFTs and then you, you purchase it and it goes in your wallet. And so there's different, 
like there's different ways to store it. You could have Trust Wallet, you could have MetaMask. These are like two different places to store your cryptocurrencies, you know? Um, yeah. That was super helpful because my understanding of an NFT was you could draw like, like a very silly picture mm-hmm. and then just like make millions of dollars. That's what people on TikTok make it sound like. So I was like, I know that's not what it is. No, I mean, it's like the same thing of like, it, if you're a really famous artist and you like sign something and then make a picture of it, you could also sell that for millions of dollars. Right. Totally. Yeah. That sounds, that what you're doing, that sounds really, really, really cool. Yeah. I'm really excited about it. I think they're going to do super well. I'm like taking it really slow. So like, I'm happy to share about it, but you know, it feels good to share. And also they're just not at the moment. They're not ready. I mean, the NFTs are built. I just haven't figured out when I'm going to launch it. So it could be in months. I don't know. But what I will say is if you're interested in staying tuned with that, there's a very specific way to, and it's the High Vibe NFT Discord channel, um, okay. which is in my like my little link in bio on my Instagram if you're interested in that. And my Instagram. I, I am. So I will check that out after yeah, this. Okay. So the last question I have for you, which I ask every guest at the mm-hmm. end is, what advice do you need to give to yourself right now? That is a phenomenal question. <laughs> Thank you. Um, if you had asked me yesterday, I would have said um, to listen more to my body's energy field. But I gave that advice to myself yesterday. So that's not the answer for today. Um, <laughs> Today, let's see. Thank you for asking that question. What will you ask it one more time? Yeah. What advice do you need to give to yourself right now? I would say breathe throughout the day. consciously and make decisions from an aware place of alignment. That's beautiful. Well, thank you so much, Equanimous, for your time today. Where can people find you? Plug yourself, plug anything that's upcoming. We have listeners all over, so... Yeah, for sure. I'd say the two main ones is, uh, you know, just on Spotify or SoundCloud, wherever you listen to music, you just type in Equanimous, E-Q-U-A-N-I-M-O-U-S. And, you know, if you're interested in following me and seeing my funny videos on Instagram, I'm at Equanimous Love. On YouTube, I'm just Equanimous. But yeah, Instagram, I'd say is probably the best place for that, at Equanimous Love. Thank you so, so, so much. And thank you for listening. We will see you all in the next episode. Yeah, thanks for having me. Okay, the moment you guys have been waiting for. If you made it this far, congrats. You get the extra treat of hearing the bloopers from when my banker was listening to my podcast intro. Enjoy. Play today and welcome. I'm so...
my god. He can't believe he didn't call back. If you enjoyed today's episode, please send it to a friend. Tag us on Instagram at, at so she is underscore podcast and leave five star reviews so we can help build, grow, and expand this podcast to anyone who it needs to be. Thanks so much, and we'll see you in the next episode. Thank you.